The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. We've had some very useful citizens' assemblies in recent years. One, I think, led the way in relation to abortion and the subsequent referendum. And we also had a very interesting one recently on biodiversity, although it remains to be seen as to what action will be taken on the basis of the report that Evie Nihulval told us about here on the programme only last week. But another one starts tomorrow, the Citizens' Assembly on Drugs Use. And its chair is the former head of the HSE, Paul Reid, who joins us now in the studio. Paul, thank you very much for coming in to join us. Why is a Citizens' Assembly on Drug Use important? Good evening, Matt. And as you said, previous assemblies have proven the capacity and capability of the assembly process to tackle really complex issues and, and indeed divisive issues in society. And I think the issue of drug use is one of those. I think it's important from a few perspectives. First of all, I think this is going to be the most comprehensive, open transparent discussion that's been had in the state on the issue of drug use. I think we're going to see a whole wide range of views, opinions and facts and data. But most importantly, we're going to hear very significantly from people's lived experiences, individuals, families, communities, about what that has meant for them. So I think that's why it's important. And, you know, there's various trends of data that we can see in terms of drug use. That is uh, important that we look and address. A lot of people have very fixed views in relation to drug use. How much are those going to be challenged? Yeah, and I think already what I'm very happy with, the public discourse is happening, you know, in parallel uh, with the assembly process. Uh, Ultimately, any decisions or recommendations are for the assembly members themselves. It's not a stakeholder forum, uh, but we do want to make sure that we bring those mixed views uh, into the debate and discussion. So yes, there will be, we'll be looking at issues like legislation, regulation, decriminalisation, uh, how we reduce harm, what's happening in other countries, what's been the benefit of any changes that's been made in other countries. But equally important, we'll be looking at the services. How are the services delivered? Because we have three really big terms of reference set for us. Look at, come back with recommendations relating to, uh, if you like, legislation, if it needs to be changed, have a look at the current policy and assess it and come back with recommendations. And thirdly, operational issues, which in essence are delivery of services. Because we had a discussion here the other night on the programme on just one particular drug, cannabis, and it was interesting the divergence of views, not just between our guests, but of the people who were texting into the programme, between those who believe that cannabis is very dangerous and should be stamped out of it all possible, and then others who say, look, this is nothing by comparison with alcohol, even tobacco, it should be freely available for anyone to have their choice. And another argument being that actually if you regulate and legislate for it, you can actually make sure that you don't get the stronger types of cannabis that are now available, perhaps compared to previous generations. How do you deal with those different types of opinions in the Citizens' Assembly? Yeah, and I think that's exactly the debate and the information we want to bring to the Assembly members. Uh, So we will have all those different views. We will be looking at the experience of other countries internationally and Portugal is often quoted um, and sometimes people use the language here that's interpreted differently or meant differently. People talk about sometimes legislation when they mean regulation. People talk about regulation, they mean decriminalisation. So first of all, we want to help the Assembly members come to a greater understanding of what that is. And the way we can do that is look at what other countries have done. Certainly in the US, across many states, there's examples of changes they've made. Um, Portugal, Malta, uh, other European countries are accessing this as well. And if you look at Portugal, what we will be looking, for example, in that example is 
they they didn't um, legalize uh, use, but but the, what they did was decriminalized for certain uh, uh, use personal use of drugs. But uh, it was along with enhanced supports and services and routes into services. Uh, so you know it wasn't legalized; it was decriminalized. So we'd be able to look. And what were the benefits of any changes to approaches? And then what about all the different types of drugs that people consume now illegally? Cocaine, heroin, uh, ecstasy tablets, benzos, various mm. other things that perhaps people hadn't thought of. Yeah, and our terms of reference uh, are specific to look at the use of illicit drugs um, and probably the definition of where they're listed are in the Misuse of Drugs Act 1977. And it does list all and more of what you have just said. Ketamine, various other things that have become popular for use. Yeah, it looks at them all. And there's an interesting thing. If you do look at a lot of the data that's assessing uh, drug use, there's a few interesting trends. First, uh, the types of drug use is changing. Uh, Secondly, an increase in the fifteen to thirty-four year, fifteen to thirty-four year olds' uh, use of uh, cocaine. You know that's a serious one. And thirdly, a significant increase in trend of people using polydrugs, so three different type of drugs at the same time. Um, and then importantly, you know what we do know is areas of higher social deprivation suffer worst uh, in terms of impacts uh, of drug use and, and the supports that's there are not there for them. You know, so there's very clear data uh, setting out areas that will suffer most uh, and what might need to be supported them. Are you, do you believe that it needs to be treated as much as a health issue, as a criminal one? Well, we'll be assessing, first of all, I, I'm always going to be conscious as we move through this process to let the Assembly members come up with a view. Uh, but we, I will be facilitating them to look at, uh, we'll have presentations in relation to criminal justice, uh, education, uh, prevention, uh, health, HSE, and all of the other key, if you like, non-statutory providers, Section 39 providers of service in terms of recovery and treatment. So we will bring all of that information in for these Assembly members to assess. And when you say about the lived experiences, does this mean bringing in people who have suffered with addiction issues and also their families who sometimes maybe get forgotten about who have to cope with having a loved one who has struggles with addiction? Yeah, I'm very keen as chair that we bring those lived experiences through every assembly meeting we have between now and October. We will have a dedicated one for the whole assembly meeting in May where we look at lived experience. And that will be looking at uh, individuals who may have come through or in uh, addiction and treatment, uh, people who may have come through it, um, people who feel they uh, can use it, uh, use drugs quite okay and it hasn't impacted on them. Um, uh, People from the travelling community who have particular experiences uh, that we need to look at as well. So we will be bringing those lived experiences and also the family experience um, and, you know, the community impacts in terms of some of it as well. And then what do you expect to get out of it all at the end? Well, ultimately, we will address the terms of reference. So we will, I've no doubt, uh, be making particular recommendations because that's the scope we have around whether legislation changes are needed, uh, whether policy changes are needed, whether how the services or delivery uh, are needed. We will, at the end of October, the Assembly members will vote on recommendations that they will have developed. Uh, after that, we will produce a report for the Oireachtas that goes to the Oireachtas by the end of this year. And ultimately, it's for the Oireachtas then to assess our recommendations with government uh, and government will set out how they intend to respond to each of those recommendations or, or otherwise and the time frame to do so. Paul Reid, thank you very much for taking the time and good luck in your work. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.